the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, the power, the power of water and water life science. The show began almost 12 years ago, and we have had hundreds and hundreds of people on to discuss your health, the situation of water and, and, and a crisis. I'm not going to call it a situation, the crisis of water and the lack of education. I'm always startled how, how serious it is, the lack of education and the misunderstanding of the words used to try to describe and educate you about the crisis. But the word crisis, people have a tendency today to have anxiety with different descriptions. And I think what we need to do with the Power of Water radio talk show is get you educated out there professionally and those of us people running around on the streets, all of us, about and the students and all the countries of the world to take serious of what we can do. It's sure not going to be our leaders. I'm going to share with you. Their minds are on so many other things. They're being ripped and tied um, from all directions on their coattails on everything but our health issues, our longevity issues, um, what's going on with uh, the health of the planet really, and what the environment, what is happening with the environment, and your environment, you personally with your health. Now, my world is I'm the founder of Biologic Aqua Research, Water Life Science. And many, many years ago, I decided to study evaporation of water loss to severe dehydration. And when I began to study that, I connected it to a stress. Now, when you think about a stress and a strain, a stress, a strain on something. It can happen to the planet. It can happen to a tree. And it can happen to all living life and human life. Stress, a strain on something. And then I noticed with that strain, there's an evaporation that happens. And with the show, I have been trying to educate you to never forget for a second that when that baby is in the mother's pocket of water, that baby is preparing organs with time to have a percentage of water in each of the organs and prepare those organs to live outside of that mother and being born. It's called being born, to live on the planet Earth with the atmosphere and water vapor and the atmosphere that keeps you alive. That atmosphere is vital to your health, but how you live your life is also vital to your health and to live with others to be healthy. You will affect other people's health if you're not thinking about being healthy. The earth has to live with the solar system. If it doesn't keep that rhythm and that together with the solar system, something will happen and the earth won't be able to survive. Because the solar system, and you have to live with that rhythm. You as a person have to learn to live with that rhythm. Today in the United States, we just had our playoffs for the NFL getting ready for their, with their championships for the Super Bowl. And lo and behold, the Patriots made it again to play in that championship. And anybody who's heard me before talk about Tom Brady, 
that young man, and I say young because I'm 77, that young man plays with rhythm. Have you ever noticed how under all that pressure, the, t- the game is tied? But for some reason, many, many times he's been able to keep his team in rhythm with him. And when you're in rhythm, I don't care if you're driving a car. I don't care in what daily life, your business world, whatever you're doing. If you stay unemotional and you stay in rhythm, you could be a winner. And Tom Brady proved yesterday the Patriots play together as a team. And that loyalty as a team worked for him to get that Tom Brady famous touchdown. We have to do that with our health. Our health and living with this atmosphere and water is the primary focus. It's the primary power of life is the power of water and what we need to learn and what you need to learn to take care of yourself. And if you should become affected by a strain and overpowered with your health, don't forget to drink a lot of water. You've always got to drink a lot of water. It works. I'm a testimonial to that. You've got to learn to breathe. You've got to learn to eat the right food for you. You've got to have moderate exercise and stay in rhythm with how the planet is moving with the universe. And then you've got to sleep. Sleep is vital, like the earth sleeps with the universe. I don't want to go any farther today, but that's a reminder. Today I am really excited with what Rose Hong, the guest she got me today, out of Australia, and we're going to talk about what's happening to our oceans with John Jamel out of Australia. He has been with this organization for cleaning up the ocean, and with all of my research about human life, I yes, I do study the Earth's life. I have to or I couldn't try to, I have to learn with research to save lives and and discover those cures for those symptoms. And when I study that, I have to study what is happening with the earth also. And what is the primary focus should be all water first. And the ocean is having a lot of problems and it's crying to us all. And John Jamel has given up his life and earned respect from all walks of life around the world with his organization that he'll be representing today of educating what is happening. What have we forgotten? Where's the United Nations? I've often wondered if they can't figure it out, what are they doing at the United Nations with the power of water and the crisis? all over the world. We're going to be discussing this today. We're going to listen to our sponsor first, Nature's Tears Eye Mist. Years ago, I was asked to study the eye. I'd been studying the evaporation of the skin and what would be eventually melanoma out of control because the creams don't support the supplement that's necessary for replenishing lost moisture. They trap moisture. They don't supplement. You've got to drink a lot of water for that. But the evaporation of the surface of the eye from birth, when that eyelid opens, causes vision impairment to potential blindness. They asked me if I would study that and maybe come up with a supplement like I had with the skin. So I did. And thanks to the whole United States helping me, And I will say, I had universities, scientists, physicians, and people from all walks of life in the United States, and then later around the world, help me. We invented Nature's Tears I Missed, an eye mist 
to be able to comfortably with 100% a tissue culture grade water to supplement your eyes every day to kind of to slow down that evaporation. Well, listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, to be able to supplement your eyes with just a mist. And by the way, gals, it doesn't run the cosmetics. It really softens the, the skin. We'll listen to our sponsor, and we'll be back with John Jamel. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Klein Hour, The Power of Water. And today, we have John Kamel. And I'm going to say a few words about John before we bring him on. John has been a longtime surfer and scuba diver, and a former former chemical engineer. And he's very much into natural health. But today I'm going to let him describe to us, I'm not going to go any further with that. We're going to talk about that ocean, the power of water and the ocean, and what is happening. John is in Australia, had to get up very early to join us today. Um, We're going to be discussing what is happening to our oceans. And many of you know that are listening, where did they begin to you dump garbage when mankind decided to make money and go from the garbage dumps near your home and go to the ocean? Who decided to do that? Was that our elected leaders? John, are you on the phone now? I am. Yes, I am. Well, thank you for joining us today. It, I want to hear a little bit about you. Um, oh, thank you. Thank you for the question. I know you're dedicated to cleaning up the ocean and the waters of the world. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. But tell us about you, John. Oh, well, um, I, I, I guess I'm just, a, just one of those people that got, got picked up by the, by the hurly-burly of... of I, I get people doing the wrong thing, well, I guess in my opinion, and, and, and polluting the ocean, and it sort of came down to, to, to my area. I'm, I'm a, live a couple of way, uh, hours away um, from a big big city in Melbourne, and um, yeah, they, 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 we became aware of ocean pollution issues, and I'm a surfer myself, and also a natural uh, medicine practitioner. I practice acupuncture and natu- naturopathy, and I started to see that things were out of balance and I had to put my hand up and, and get involved as well as living, being lucky enough to live near the ocean and, and enjoy, enjoy the benefits that it gives. Mm-hmm. 
Now, you have a background in natural health also. Tell us a little bit about your background. Yes. I, I, I used to be actually a, a chemical engineer, and then um, after three or four years practicing as that, I sort of thought, oh, there might be a little bit more to the, to, to the world. And um, I, uh, I was also into to martial arts and whatever, so I, I then became interested in naturopathy and studied at one of the... The, the peak school in, in Australia, which was at that stage the Southern School of Natural Therapies, and there we learned um, herbalism and homeopathy and nutrition and all those things, and then went on and did a master's in acupuncture at a, a university uh, in Melbourne as well. So I, I've been practicing for about 20 years those and trying to integrate them into my lifestyle with, you know, qigong and tai chi, etc., and just trying to keep oh, everything wonderful. in the balance aspect. So you're yeah. into Tai Chi and Qigong? Yes, yes. They, oh, good. For, no wonder you feel that with the energy of this planet. Yes. I have yeah, been it's, it's, in China, and uh, did you know that Jack Ma, the founder of Alibaba, I've been a guest at Jack um, in um, China, and did you know that Jack is into Tai Chi? No, I didn't. But it doesn't sort of surprise me. I mean, it's just such a such a wonderful thing to do. It just, it, it yeah. Is. I just, I, I, I keep badgering all my patients. You, you should be doing it. You should be doing it. But I'll do myself out of a job if they all take it up. But or well, and I'm going to be, I'm gonna be honest healthy. with my audience and you. I haven't started it yet, but I've been bringing on my show for years, Doctor Effie Chow, who's the grandmaster co-chair worldwide and opened up the museum in China out of Shanghai about two years ago uh, about Qigong and Tai Chi is a good part of it. But back to the whole thing. Um, well, you do understand then the rhythm of this planet and this planet Earth living with the universe, the solar system, is in rhythm. It has to be or it won't make it. It wouldn't be healthy. We as humans yeah. have to learn to be healthy because we affect other life, other people, if we're not healthy and we're not taking good care mm-hmm. of ourselves. Um, yep. The water is primary. And I'm a, a very mm-hmm. open. Uh, when I started this show, John, 12 years ago now, they asked me if I wanted to have my own radio talk show. And I said, Yes, if I'm going to call it the power of water, and now water mm-hmm. life science is with it. You have decided yeah. to focus on water. And um, by learning more about the ocean and what has happened to our Earth's leaders to make decisions to allow the garbage dump to be the water, and the ocean. It, I bet it just every day you shake your head about it worldwide. It, it, it's, it's a, it's a, I think it's, I do shake my head, but I, I also, I also, I think that, that power of, you know, what you're talking about, that innate nature power, um, I always remind myself that it's got a, got a capacity for healing in it as well, so that, I see it as we, I suppose in some ways, like the the the, the indigenous native um, cultures had a way of living in balance that we've forgotten. Um, but hopefully, we're starting to realise now, using science as well, that that we have moved away from balance. And and I think that if we actually start to work that out, then then maybe we can look at the things that we're doing and, and start to think about how do we. How do we stop using the oceans as rubbish dumps, whether they're for the, you know, for our sewage or, or for for plastic pollution and all the rest of it, which is just crazy. So, if we start to look at it from that point of view, then then maybe things will heal. We can heal ourselves, and it's just a question of trying to get the word out there about about have a look at this and and what are we doing and and trying to sort of sort of use use everything we can, make a circular economy, economy recycle where we can and value value that waste and not just dump it in the ocean. It, you know, I'm a, I believe in technology, and I study technology for what I do. And uh, 
with the research center we have. And I, I had somebody the other day, we were saying, well, if Sharon, because I look, tried to look for cures for these diseases and symptoms of the human bodies over evaporation living with the atmosphere. And they mentioned, well, if you do a lot of that, maybe you'll be putting some people out of business with the medical field. And I said, oh, no, no. That's not what we do. What you do is when you notice that there's a dumping of garbage and it's not being done for the health of the planet and the health of life, you try to encourage technology to study what can technology do, and yes, they can make money at it if they come up with an, a technology invention idea to solve the problem and make another avenue for making a lot of money with new technology. Mm. Right, John? Yeah, I think it. I think it's. A, I think we've got to do a, a both. We can't stick our head in the sand and go back to the to the noble savage. Um, even though some people would want to, I think we'd have a civil war on our hands if we wanted to go back that way. Um, and I and I think that there's there is so many good things about um, science and technology. And I, I think if you try to argue that one, you you yeah you 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 you're an uphill battle. It's an uphill battle. But um, the, the the technology is 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 really we're we're actually in the midst of just about to release a big report on um, upgrading upgrading outfalls all around Australia, the water treatment plants, and it, so I'm working with economists and engineers discussing what needs to be done and and how to do it, um, and then we're hopefully going to knock on the doors of. Uh, political parties and ask them to have a look at it, but there's, there, you're exactly right. There's money to be made. The, 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 this waste product that we call water um, is is perfectly suitable for a lot of um, recycling. It's, John, uh, it is so, so exciting. The future of technology and the power of water that's been overlooked. They mm, yeah. they they forgot. They were going by the old pioneer. They weren't, they weren't going out and studying it enough about, and then, then when it became, have you ever noticed, um, I don't know how old you are, but I'm, I just turned 77. I love okay. aging because I hope I get smarter someday, John. <laughs> I work very hard to age and get smarter. <laughs> My parents did a good job. But back to the whole thing is that the, it, there's so much to learn with water that can make a lot of money with the economy to improve, health to improve, and the insurance companies will be in heaven because they won't have as much liability Mm. and expense. Mm. But that I have said for over 30-odd years with my research that in the water there's some new new discovery to be learned. Mm. And what's mm, happening yeah. to the oceans and what has happened to the atmosphere, because when the ocean has, is becoming a dumping ground, the atmosphere will be affected because of the change of the ocean's chemistry of its nature and also the, the temperature of the ocean will change and over-evaporate the atmosphere. Did you follow me with that? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of, I'm trying to go back to my old engineering days and thinking about buffer solutions and whatnot with the pH and go. all that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's one of those things that with, um, with, with the water, there is. I, I often have, I've, I've often got the privilege of sitting on my surfboard waiting for a wave, and just sort of picking the water up in my hand, and I still don't know what it is when I look at it. It's just it's just this weird stuff that you put yourself in, but it, smooth, it runs all around you. But, I, yeah, there's a lot of mystery in it. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, now, with your engineering background, let's talk to the audience about some thinking there. You may have had, because of your engineering background, and then you went over and you were fascinated with the nature yeah. of people's health, then you became more nature, uh, more uh, interested in the nature of our planet, living with this mm-hmm. solar system. What is some of the thinking, just, just say it out loud, what's some of the thinking okay. you've had? 
Well, I can remember when I used to be like a people used to say, "Oh, why did you change from uh, being a being an engineer to a, a naturopath?" And I'd say, "Well, well, the thing is that I'd walk into a chemical plant and I'd and I'd say, you, the, the first thing you'd say in the morning is you'd say, "Oh, how's she running? How's how's it going?" And the and the plant operators go, "Oh, good, bad, or," and everybody thinks of a chemical reaction as just A plus B equals C. And it's not. There's there's a thousand different variables that go into that plant to run it, and then, of course, it's the same with the with the human human body. And then when you start to take that step out, and you look at you look at the world, and you know, obviously, the water in it and the ocean in it, it's just it's just there's so many different feedback loops and things that can contribute to to health, or you know, or or or, or a vital a vital body of water and, and there's so much that we can do and it's just all these little people doing things and we had um we had an instance down here where um uh we we had a uh an outfall that was polluting the water and we got and it was been going on for years and people getting sick and we got people together uh and and we campaigned and the start people said, Oh, you can't do anything, you'll never stop it and then at, at eventually we got the local the local government down here, it's the state government, to spend four hundred million dollars on upgrading the water outfall and it was there was a lot of people involved and they had to understand understand the science and the engineering behind that. And when people pull together they can make change. Uh, but right. it's just sometimes you've got to be brave to do that, I think, and, and stick together even though you think you're gonna lose. You know what I found uh, with our leaders of the world, and I mentioned it in the show, knowing today we're going to be talking about the oceans and, and what has happened here, is the mistakes that our leaders make that we've elected. Mm. You know, yeah. uh, I, I look at the United Nations. They put a lots of money for so long toward the crisis of water. What have they accomplished? And I look at it, there should be so much accomplishment in our, our leaders of the world. Because water, as you know, with all that you've given to your, your life, being an engineer, going out and mm. scuba diving and loving that, then going over and studying um, a nature path and Qigong and Tai Chi, touching, touching our atmosphere with Tai Chi. And the rhythm, and then you went over and wanted you, you uh, wanted to concern yourself about our oceans and our waters being dumping grounds, mm-hmm. knowing with all that you've given to your life and what a life you've given here to study and be fascinated with the power of water and how important the nature of that power of water is to this whole planet to live with the solar system. Mm. See, I go back all the way to that blue ribbon. That I call it a blue ribbon. It's that blue circle, a clear around our planet before water began to drip down. And when the solar system was just right, all of a sudden... A drip of water evaporated out of that blue ring and dropped down and dropped down and dropped down with evaporation coming down to the planet, pounding into the planet in time, going into the aquifers, we call them. They can be like a picture, like a cave. Then it comes up and it comes to the top and begins to live and hangs on to its dear life to the atmosphere so that puddle of water grabs onto the atmosphere for all those millions of years to create a living life of energy and rhythm and still live with the solar system. It didn't all run off. It didn't all go away. So the time it took to do all that with that rhythm... And that's why Tai Chi and Qigong fascinates me so much. There's nothing that matches it for health. Mm. And Mm. I've watched Mm. that way of giving to giving away from your 
skin, let's just say living away from the skin of our lives and reaching out to the atmosphere with that rhythm is been, and you've done it all, you've done so much. Um, being in Australia, have you found that the people of Australia are really into what you what you're doing um, with the with the connection and the focus of what you have going with your organization? I think it's I think I think yes and no. There's um there's uh, a lot of a lot of work, for, a lot of quest for change. Uh, but also, I think I, I tend to find that people in big cities tend to not not be so connected with nature. So we, we're a nation that we've got uh, a lot of a lot of coastline and a lot of rural areas, and they all they uh, a lot of East, Eastern Australia is in drought at the moment. So a lot of people are very aware of the preciousness of water. Uh, and of course, anyone. I'm going to. We, I'm boat. sorry to interrupt you. Don't go anywhere, uh, John. We're going to have our only break for our sponsor. Don't go anywhere. No problem. Uh, h- okay. Hang on to that phone there, and we'll be right back after the break. And we're going to talk about that because that's happening all over the world. Uh, we need those people in those big cities too to be part of this. But don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an eye mist to supplement dry eye. And the dry eye that you have, it causes vision impairment to blindness. Listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, with 100% water, tissue culture-grade water, to supplement with just a mist, dry eye. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to the Sharon Kleiner Hour Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. John, I think it is so exciting that you began your career in life and education as an engineer. What is your thinking when you go into the big cities of Australia? And I think of the big the, the, the metropolitan areas of the world. What have have you found any clues to get them serious about the crisis of water? Hmm. I, I try. I try and avoid going into the cities. I like. I like going in for weekends and that. We have a lovely city here, um, but it, the population just. It just. It, we've changed a lot over the last thirty years. We've had a had a huge um, integration with Southeast Asia, which we're part of, and. And so we've got a lot more population, and they're a lot more vibrant. And it, but I, I do think that when people um, come from a country or come from areas where they're not um, 
where it's a battle for survival sometimes. Uh, they come from a first, third world countries to first world countries and that they have priorities of getting established with their families and, you know, building a house, getting a house and, you know, getting their kids educated and, and sort of living the dream, so to speak. And, and they forget about, um, they forget about the, the other things. Environment doesn't, doesn't really matter to them that much. And I think that we somehow need to kind of integrate that, that, that nature and a lot of, a lot of the, the designers of cities, especially in Melbourne, that are starting to talk about greening of the greening of the of the of the city that's needed to to supply food and also to cool it down, you know, to trap the water, uh, get rid of all the concrete or reduce some of the concrete so that we can we can cool things down. And I think things like that will help in the future uh, to try and get people to become more aware of, of of their environment a little bit more. What are you doing um, in Australia with the school systems? Have you been able to get a really good plan with your organization with students? We've um, we've got a we've got a, a pretty good school system. We've got um, the the kids are the kids actually recently went out on strike for the environment um, uh, concerning trying to get the uh, politicians to do more about climate change and. They took a day off school, and there was lots of people upset about that. But those, you know, fifteen-year-old kids peacefully, peacefully assembling around parliaments and buildings, and that—they're—they're. They're, I think the generation, the new generation, does give give you hope for the future. There's a lot of switched-on kids there. Uh, we have a we have a system where you you do sec, uh, primary, which is up to about the age of twelve, then secondary, which is up to about the age of eighteen, and then if you want to go on to university. Um, and uh, yeah, it's the, the the science is becoming a big part of uh, the courses here, uh, and mm-hmm. so a lot of lot of a lot of kids are becoming more aware of the environment and how they need to look after it than than probably when I went through all those years ago when I was you know, probably in the sixties, sixties and seventies, so to speak. But you know, I'm going to ask you something. And you've got a perfect background for this question. Do you really think they recognize the crisis of water? If they're going to take on all of the environment at once, climate change at once, all these things that they don't study, all these different things that happen, you know as an engineer, there's so much to the package of the problems. I zeroed in to water. To me, water is the number one problem over everything. So when they say climate change, environment, all these things, I'm going, oh, gosh, it's water. Why don't we focus? And then add to it as time goes by when we learn to solve the problem of the crisis of lack of education, and the problems of water on the planet because it was the water that made the planet. So when these students go out and they do these recreational demonstrations, I'll call them, I'm sorry to say that, as a society, as a social thing, uh, are these, do they really, really, really know that this planet couldn't make it if we didn't prioritize water number one. I have to tell you, I was a guest speaker at a high school in New York. I live on the West Coast. And, uh, and it was a, a very interesting. The, the, the auditorium was designed like a theater. The seats were not just sitting on a gym floor. And they wanted me to be on stage. And I said, no, no, no. I'm going to be on the, I'll be on the floor with two mics. And we'll ask the kids questions as we go. The students, high school. John, you could hear a pinfall. Because they were shocked that the way I went about the description wasn't just climate change. I didn't talk about climate change. I didn't talk about the environment. I stayed where the focus of this planet began. It was only supposed to be 45 minutes. They allowed it to go for an hour. Um, 
I, I was fascinated. We asked a lot. They were able to ask me a lot of questions. I never knew. I never need notes in front of me. So I was able to answer and speak without notes and get them to where they felt part of what I was talking about. Because the health of human life, diseases are out of control, John. And to the point, you don't even get to hear about cures anymore. It's just remission. What is it causing that? It's our water crisis. Our atmospheric water crisis. The human body lives is water inter- internally in the body. And those percentage of organs in the body, of those percentage of water in the organ, cannot live without water. You probably heard about what they did to solve the problems of Ebola. Drink a gallon of water a day. You probably heard about the young boys, the young kids in the cave. They, they did it, survived with water. Our life is always, and oh, in the, in the United States, they're coming up with heart disease and strokes could maybe be uh, solved if you drink enough water. And after you have a stroke, drink a lot more water and a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Make water your best friend. How are we going to do that, John? If people like you and I don't get these leaders excited about the priority and not get confused about the words that they're using out there for environment, climate change, all these things, but prioritize and dive into a subject called what it's all about on this planet is what started it, the water. And your background is just perfect. Uh, to educate people about what you think could be a prioritized. I wanted to ask you, John, in Australia, we're starting to do, and I've had on the radio show, uh, San Diego, California, learned how to recycle water. And then they went to mm-hmm. Singapore, taught them how to recycle. Is Australia doing very much recycling of water? We are. Um, we 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 doing we're not we're not using it for drinking uh not not generally but i i think that's really something that you can do as long as you do it do it well and you spend enough money getting it getting the systems right but we do it a lot for crops and agriculture and things like that and also industrial uses but singapore's a mm-hmm. fascinating one because they they I, I remember that they were actually recycling water and they had intended to put it into the drinking water supply, but it was so good for industrial um, uses that the, the industry said, no, no, we want it. That, 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 that water is so good that we want to use it. So it, it's one of those things that, that a pure, any source of pure water that, that's, that's healthy, pure and healthy water, uh, you get that right, and if you can supply that to people... Then, then that makes a difference and all. And I, I think, I think it's interesting what you're talking about. Your, your, your focus on water because that, it, that's always like a paradigm. You're looking at it from a point of view of well, you get the water right and everything follows from that. So that, that's sort of something that's a really interesting way and and very easy to communicate to people, even if they don't have a great, great sort of understanding of science, so to speak. That if you can get the water in the environment, or whether it's the person or yourself or the, or the world, if you can get that right, that flowing right, then everything else is as follows from that. So the, the recycling is part of that because if you have a, have a nice recycling, you could, instead of a factory, you can actually filter that water through a meadow or whatever or a river or an ecosystem and out the other end, uh, it's pure water. So there, there's lots of things that we can do in the future that are exciting as far as actually recycling water. And, and, and creating a better environment for people to live in as well. Your background is perfect for thinking that out. You know, um, and, and coming up with technology ideas. You know, I'll explain to you about the toothbrush. If the toothbrush had not been invented so far back in time, John, because of the decay of teeth, gum disease, the problems of saliva as a disease, unhealthy saliva. 
it, it became an economic impact that people had a, a, a disease in the mouth. So they decided mm-hmm. to invent a toothbrush and see what happens. Look what happened with the toothbrush. Uh, they came to me years ago, ophthalmology research in the United States, and said, you know, you discussed evaporation of the skin and melanoma. You studied that. Could you study the human organ or the eye? Because it's what's happening with blindness. So I studied the evaporation of the eye at the surface, and they say it evaporates. It's a 99% water at the surface of the eye. So I showed them after a year's research, it's the evaporation of the eye that causes this. Because the, uh, for, from vision impairment to potential blindness called dry eye. They asked me if I would come up with a supplement to support and slow that down with a technology. So we invented a, a mist with a, a, with a tissue culture grade of water to have a very mild, easy mist to supplement with 100% water to supplement the eye. So eventually, people would learn how to supplement the atmosphere, John, because the atmosphere you're living in, for example, this is what we teach on the show and I teach out there in the world. That baby is in the womb of water. And when that baby comes out and joins the atmospheric water vapor, that electric energy, that baby begins to live with that electric water energy in the atmosphere. But the body of the baby's body has a percentage of water to live with it. If it didn't, you'd die. What the crisis is, for me, to, to, to really stress to people like yourself, is the reason water should be a priority and the word water as a priority with a water life science future is that that water, will, that body, that human body, that tree, that soil... And John, that soil has to stay healthy soil. It can't become sand or it'll become an inferno, a spark plug. Mm. It has Mm. to have water in the atmosphere. What tracks the water to keep it healthy in the atmosphere is enough water on the planet Earth so they can attract to each other. I met a woman who uh, was a scientist airport controller and she said, Sharon, I totally understand. We fly our planes with that, in, that evaporation of the atmosphere and how that plane can fly. John, we couldn't, those, cell phone, those wireless cell phones, our planes, our life on this planet is depending upon water in that atmosphere. But that water in that atmosphere is depending upon healthy soil and healthy water on the planet. If it gets too warm and we don't have enough fresh water and it's down in the aquifers, what's going to happen to different geographic locations on the planet? We don't know which one would go away first because Mm. other parts of the planet are influencing other the planet. Are you following me? Yeah, yeah, the, the issue with the, with the desertification of a number of areas is, is very concerning around the world. Um, we're, we're finding that there, there's areas in Australia that um, we've just had a, a, had a, a terrible, terrible thing happen along one of our major rivers, the Murray, Murray-Darling, and, the, and it joins the Murray-Darling. It runs through several states in Australia. And because of the drought, we've had a, a roughly about a, a, num- a, a die-off of an incredible number of fish. It's sort of millions of fish have died in the Murray Cod because it is the, the, the water level there has dropped so much. Um, and if you if you if your listeners wanted to Google that and follow that story, it's quite disturbing at the moment what's going on. So those inland regions that have been there for thousands of years, uh, they're 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 now really struggling for survival. So. You know, oh, they're, they're, well, it's really short of water. It's it's very serious at the moment. 
Yeah. So with your background, you understand how serious this is. Mm. This is an Earth's priority. And I had on my show recently, uh, I've had some very, very well-known respected scientists and health research and water research and all, but you may have heard of Dr. Emoto out of Japan. And I had, he's passed away not long ago. And he had been writing about and studying where you take all these glasses of water and how each glass evaporates to the personality around what's going on with the behavior around the glass. Uh-huh. Yeah. And she said that she was, she swears he came to her recently and had a voice that said, it's, it's in a crisis. You have to hurry this up. You've got to go a little faster. Water is in an earth crisis. And you sure could, sure could make a lot of influence with your background, John. I hope to gosh that you absolutely find yourself staying right in front of everyone pounding the pavement because you've got the perfect background up to the way you've led your life to get them to understand that water should be a priority. Mm. But we're out of time, and tell us about the organization that you represent. Well, I represent Clean Ocean Foundation, and so you can find us at cleanoceanfoundation.org, and what we're trying to do is just raise awareness of... um, the importance of uh, keeping a clean ocean and how that feeds back. So if you want to um, have a look at that and what we're trying to do, we're very active with the water water industry and trying to lobby to to clean things up uh, all around Australia's coastline. So, uh, yeah, if, if you want to find out a little bit more, please go to that website. Okay, and around the world. I wanted to tell yep. you about somebody. I'm the founder of the American Field Service in my area many years ago for foreign exchange students. And one of the students, Tony Phillips, came to our community of Grants Pass, Oregon, when I was president, became very close friends with myself and my family. And Tony is there in Melbourne. His family were parents were professors. And Tony is uh, a CEO of a corporation there, and I'm going to get a hold of Tony and get him to get a hold of you, and see. Be, be, be great to Hopefully, because yes, I. Uh, but again, uh, I want to thank you for joining us today, and let's do this again, John. You keep up the work. You, you are, uh, you're a blessing to the planet to what you can do right. with that background. Thank you, Karen. Thank you. Thank you, and you have a nice day and a happy New Year. You too. Thank you. Well, audience, today was exciting. What we said was serious. And I hope to gosh that you take serious this show, because I do. I want to thank you for listening. I want you to hopefully put a child's heart in your hand, wherever in the world, and whisper, the earth is whispering, don't leave anyone, any child behind. I want to thank you for listening with the power of water, water life science. And you be well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour. Health, environment, and the power of water. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel with an encore Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com. 